Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund and Restore the Mississippi River Delta. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore the Mississippi River Delta. Simone, it is so nice to be back on the podcast with you. I, I know like we I should have music playing together again, shock together yeah. again, reunited. And <laughs> I know, yes, I know we, we've, we've had some, you know, stuff happening and I was here and you were there. And so thank you for holding down the fort for me. Um, we belong together. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we could, we could just keep going with this amazing playlist. Um, I'm sure. But, um, but yeah, you know, we're back and I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Um, it's June. Uh, and you know, um, well, almost next thing you know, it's going to be July and the summer's over and where did uh, it go? Don't say that. I need the summer. I need the summer to last as long as it can. I have earned the summer. Um, I've made it through the cold, whatever, and we're here. So, um, yeah, but how are things going for you? Um, I know you've been super busy, but, um, you know, getting out, taking people out, lots of, lots of things happening. Yes, yes. Um, we always uh, try to plan very carefully, and inevitably, it all happens at once. Um, we had some great visitors from the state of Louisiana come our way to learn more about some of our projects, because ultimately, um, they're our next neighbor. And so, some of what we do to tap into the river, um, you know, has some impacts on them. And so, we've had some really great conversations about that. Um, certainly, there's no shortage of projects underway. Um, actually, those being built and some natural things happening. So there's a lot of media interest, um, especially when we talk about implementing a over billion dollar plan. Um, And so it's just exciting. It's just an exciting time um, here in Louisiana, as always. Um, And so it's nice to be able to check in with different folks. I'm I'm glad that, um, you know, we're picking up speed on Delta Dispatches because we have no shortage of friends that we need to talk to about all the work that's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And you alluded to um, Louisiana's Coastal Annual Plan, which we've covered on the show before, over $1.3 billion in investments just this year alone. And I've seen there's been some great pieces. Um, I think John Snell recently did a piece about the largest uh, marsh creation project uh, that's happened anywhere in the state that's currently being built in St. Bernard Parish. So um, that's really exciting. I think, is that the Lake Bourne marsh creation? Am I correct? Um, yeah, or, yeah. And, yeah. you know, Jacques, one thing I want to make sure to highlight is that um, that particular project is going to be about 300 jobs. I mean, and so, I mean, for the environmental aspects are really important, but it has economic impacts as well. And our friends at GNO Inc. Um, did the hard math, which I could never do. Um, and they actually calculated that with that $1.3 billion annual plan investment, that's about um, 7500 jobs directly related to the implementation of that work. And so I feel like that's a really important point to make as we build these projects. Um, they're really important for people and um, and jobs and, um, you know, why it matters too. That's really an important point. I mean, we talk about all the other benefits and the, the needs of these projects, but certainly economic impact, um, jobs, and, and that kind of you know, we talk about, of course, the, the firms and the individuals that are employed, but that also affects, you know, 
the little grocery store. I'm going to just shout out. I have this vision of people driving to Shell Beach um, to do to build the uh, the Lakebourne Marsh creation and stopping at the Guillory's Green Store in Poydras to get. I was going to say, Jack, it sounds like it's. Sounds like you and I should own a taco truck and park it strategically <laughs> at all of these. Uh, yeah, and I'll drive. You can cook. How about that? <laughs> that sounds good. Well, really exciting. We're going to be touching on those topics and more um, to come. But we have a great guest, a very familiar person that we've had on Delta Dispatches in the past. So excited to check in with her, hear how things are going, and talk about some very exciting events that her organization has um, that are currently ongoing. So welcome back to Delta Dispatches, Christy Trail, Executive Director of Pontchartrain Conservancy. Hey, y'all. Thank you for having me today. Christy, it feels like you were one of our first guests. I don't, I don't know why it feels like that. I remember being in the MRD office and and having you on. So it's it's nice to have you back on. How have you been? I've been good. It does feel like it's been a while. I listen to you all so regularly, though. I'm I'm feel like I'm part of the team. <laughs> <laughs> you could easily take over one of our jobs. I no. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not as challenging as some would think. But yeah, but so Christy, tell us a little bit. I mean, again, here we are, it's June, half the year's over. It's it's hard to believe, but it's also summer. Um, it's it's beautiful outside, festival season. It's also, um, you know, we're, we don't want to think about it, but we have to. It's, it's storm season, right? Hurricane season's about to kick off. And we're going to talk about that in upcoming episodes as well. But tell us, how are things going at Pontchartrain Conservancy? I'm sure y'all are staying very busy. <laughs> we are. We're staying busy as usual. I mean, but I love saying that. I love that we are busy and, and uh, you know, getting kind of back to normal in a post-COVID world. We're excited to be able to host people in person again at our New Canal Lighthouse Museum. And most importantly, get ready for hurricane season, as you mentioned. Christy, so um, this may be folks' first time tuning in where you've been, if it is, but um, why don't you remind folks a little bit about yourself and your background um, and your role at PC? Sure. I am the Executive Director of Train Conservancy. We are a nonprofit organization that's been around a little over 30 years. Most people may know us by our former name, which is Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation, but we changed our name. And now, can you believe it's been two years since we oh, changed wow. our name? I know. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, I, I don't know. Can we still call it new? I'm going to call it new. It's our new name, Pontchartrain Conservancy. Um, we've been working in this part of the state all throughout Southeast Louisiana, like I said, for a little over 30 years, mostly focused on all things water. We have a whole team of research scientists that look after water quality, changes in water, changes in salinity, changes in habitat around the water, um, STEM education around water, and we even have a museum located on the water here in New Orleans. That's really great, Christy. And I know, you know, folks may also be familiar with the really impressive um, volunteer efforts that you all have in different places, the tree plantings and, and other kind of on the ground restoration opportunities where people can get their hands dirty, learn about coastal issues, and actually help restore Louisiana's coast. Um, so how are, are you all getting back to those events as well? We are, and it's just been so gratifying to be able to welcome people back, not only to the museum for tours and events, but also, as you mentioned, for volunteer opportunities. 
we've been cranking away, planting trees out in the swamps. Now we usually do that in the cold months. Um, I don't know that we can really claim we have winter compared to where you live, Jacques, but, but in, in the cooler months here, um, starting in November, uh, but that wrapped up for us in April of this year, um, our tree planting season, if you will. And now we're really trying to get some volunteers out there to pick up litter to get our area cleaned up uh, in advance of hopefully we don't have any storms, but you know, that one or two might come through. So just trying to get the area cleaned up and we've had a great response. People have been coming out to volunteer, to plant trees, to help us at our nursery, um, weeding baby trees that we have been growing, preparing them for the swamps. We've had volunteers at schools um, helping us to build tree nurseries at schools all throughout the region. And like I said, our current efforts are focused around litter pickups. So, Christy, I know um, that we like to pretend this isn't happening, but obviously hurricane season is upon us. And so I'm going to channel the words of a dear friend and our breakfast partner, stay alert, not alarmed. Um, as somebody who lives and works in South Louisiana, what, what what's your message to folks that may be weary, you know, as we enter another hurricane season? Well, I think one thing I think of this particular year in 2022 is how different the weather's been compared to 2021. You know, we were actually off to a way ahead of a head start in 2021 because we had such heavy spring rains. They almost were tropical systems that started back in April. And here we are in 2022 and we're almost in a drought year with very few rains. But I think, you know, we can't we can't trick ourselves into thinking that nothing's going to happen as the year goes on. We do still live in a tropical environment. Um, and it's, it's a good reminder to think of the various impacts that any storm system, whether it is a named system or not, can have on our area. You know, we, we oftentimes, I think when you live here, your mind just tends to jump straight to flooding, right? We think of storm, we think of flooding, at least, you know, in my circles, that's a lot of where our head goes straight to. But there's different types of flooding. You can have flooding from heavy rains. You can have flooding from storm surge. And in some cases, you can have it from both. So just being prepared to think about the different scenarios, the different impacts. What we saw in 2021 was a lot of significant wind damage and not as much from rain. So again, other things to just be thinking of, to be prepared for, make sure you have a plan in the case that, you know, most times we have a little bit of warning, so make sure you have a plan and you know what to do to prepare for each of those different uh, various events. Yeah, I think that's such a great point, Christy, that, you know, and Simone has mentioned this on the show, but every storm is different, right? So is it, you know, an issue of, of surge? Is it an issue of rainfall or wind? Um, and absolutely being prepared um, and getting a game plan. And so you definitely go to getagameplan.org and there are resources there and a lot of the other emergency preparedness um, officials uh, and, and organizations and agencies have resources that you can use with your family to be prepared. And of course, um, stay really closely connected to our meteorologists. They are amazing heroes and heroines um, that keep us informed throughout hurricane season. Um, so Definitely a big shout out to all of them. Um, and we may have one on an upcoming show to tell us what um, they're thinking about as we enter another hurricane season. But getting back to what you were saying earlier, so Pontchartrain Conservancy is actively working right now to help our entire region prepare 
for storm season. And, and one of the ways you're doing that is through the storm sweep. So tell us about storm sweep. What is it and how did the idea first come about? Um, well, it's, it's an event that's been around for several years. Of course, we, we also changed its name. Um, we would do a spring cleanup event just thinking like, oh, well, why not? Let's just get out there and pick up litter. But as time went on, we realized, you know, as we're doing this in the spring in advance of the start of hurricane season, which you all mentioned is June 1, um, we realized it's a great time to talk to, you know, people that live all throughout this area, even people that visit this part of the state um, and getting ready for storm season. So um, we've kind of rebranded the event, if you will, to storm sweep rather than just one day of going out and picking up litter and, and talking about ways to prevent litter we've really refocused that message on how to prepare for storm season, which quite honestly, a big way for us to prepare in Southeast Louisiana is cleaning up, cleaning up, you know, areas where you live, work and play, making sure we've got all that litter and debris cleared out. So storm water, <laughs> surge water can flow properly, but also to prevent it from washing into our waterways and ultimately out into the Gulf of Mexico. So, you know, really getting that messaging out of things that we can do on a small scale to prepare. And then we wrap up the event at the end of this month. Um, in fact, it's coming up this year, this Saturday on May 28th, with an event at our new Canal Lighthouse, which we have called Storm Aware and Prepare. So we will have an in-person event, which we're very excited about. It will be outdoors. Um, we're counting on good weather, so we're going to call on those local meteorologists to make sure we have the good weather out there. Um, but we're going to have a lot of partners that we work with. Um, some of the colleagues that you all may know from Restore the Mississippi River Delta Coalition will be on site, as well as some local parish officials, um, Nola Reddy and Jefferson Parish, a local volunteer group, All Hands, All Hearts. And we will be, you know, encouraging folks to come out, trying to make it a fun event, but we're going to have giveaways of you know, pieces of paper of things to do in the event of a storm. And I will tell you the value in having a piece of paper with that info. If you lose power or you don't have internet ability, you're not going to be able to look it up on your phone. And so we kind of went old what? school. Print, what? Print what? It out. <laughs> what? Old we kind of learned paper. this. <laughs> so um, having some printed flyers with some checklists, things to do. We're going to have some solar powered flashlights, so things that can charge up during the day to be used at night in the instance we lose power. Um, and of course, some non-perishable food items, just things to keep on hand, you know, in the event you need it and the power goes out. So, you know, in addition to the focus area that our organization works in, which, as I mentioned, is really around the water and keeping that litter out of the waterways to protect marine life and to protect birds, um, we're also working to ensure our community is prepared and knows what to do in the event that a storm is either coming or is here right upon us. Very good, Christy. Thank you for that. We'll ask you to repeat some of that just to remind folks um, at the end of the show. But um, not to get too far away uh, from technology, um, tell me more about this Clean Swell app. You know, where what does it do? You know, how does that help you? So I'm so glad you asked that question. Um, you know, kind of the converse of the handing out the paper um, for folks that are coming to our hurricane preparedness event. We are asking folks that are working with us as volunteers all throughout this month to tell us the amount of litter they picked up and what what maybe specifically if they were able to break it down into different categories of litter that they picked up. 
And the great thing about having it all tracked in an app, which as you mentioned, it's called the Clean Swell app. It's downloadable from all the different app stores. Um, folks can tally what was picked up. So, you know, did they spend an hour picking up 500 straws or um, plastic food wrappers? You know, what were the things that they're seeing? You know, we can use that to help us pinpoint where litter is coming from. A lot of litter is not necessarily intentional. Um, it's not necessarily people throwing it on the ground, but maybe there's trash cans in a certain area that aren't covered. Maybe there's Maybe we need more trash cans in a particular area. So it'll help us pinpoint uh, what was picked up and where it was picked up. So, and then at the end of the month, we can also say like, okay, through our efforts with X amount of volunteers, we were able to pick up X, you know, hundreds or thousands of pounds of litter over the month preparing for hurricane season. I love that idea, Christy. I mean, I think, you know, that crowdsourced information, kind of addressing the root stem of the issue rather than the symptoms of just, you know, litter um, is so exciting. So you'll have to let us know how that goes. And certainly we'll continue to promote that app as a great resource for people to get involved and help out with that data collection. So um, maybe remind folks again, you know, it sounds like such a great event. I personally love being at the Lighthouse um, for any event, but for this one in particular, sounds like you can bring the whole family out, get some really good resources um, for hurricane season, and then just have a great time. So remind folks again, where is the event and, and when is it being held? Our event, uh, Storm Aware and Prepare, will be on Saturday, May 28th at the New Canal Lighthouse, which is located on Lakeshore Drive. It's basically the end of West End, 8001 Lakeshore Drive, and it's going to kick off at 10 a.m. We're hoping to wrap up probably about 2 p.m., but throughout those four hours that we're there, we will have snowballs on site. So uh, it's probably going to be a warm day if I you know, know my South Louisiana weather in May. So come out and get a snowball, cool off. We'll have um, you know, educational activities, fun stuff for children to do. But most importantly, we're going to have some really good information to prepare for hurricane season and some supplies. Are you letting Jacques pick the snowball fa- flavors? <laughs> oh, I think I remember this discussion from our previous Delta Dispatches. I'm not even going to go there. We talk about it as much as we talk about oysters, birds, and um, office politics, Christy. So I, just, you'll I, think, I think Simone um, is a little bitter because we had a recent guest who validated my whatever. flavor of spearmint. It was, so, was clearly yeah, a setup. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, wait, Christy, did you tell us some of the partners and sponsors involved? Um, I did, but I would love to give them a shout out again. Uh, We are grateful to have Entergy as our key sponsor. Uh, We do have some partners from Restore the Mississippi River Delta Coalition, NOLA Ready, and All Hands, All Hearts, which is a volunteer group here. Nice. Nice. We are appreciative of that too. So um, I just want to kind of switch away from this a little bit. Um, You're a documented award winner, correct? Um, PC (laughs) received a really actually um, coveted award. I'm all kidding aside, the Gulf Guardian Award um, from the Environmental Protection Agency. Congratulations. Why don't you tell us more about the well-deserved recognition? Thank you. Yes, we are just beyond excited and honored to have been awarded the EPA Golf Guardian Award. Um, It's an award that's handed out every other year. So you can imagine the amount of applicants that apply um, to get an award or, or should I say are nominated to get an award because it is only held every two years. 
Um, and there's various categories, but we did win in the civic nonprofit category and we got first place. So we were really excited. <laughs> we got our hands on the award. Uh, just last week, there was an award ceremony held in Baton Rouge with EPA present. Um, and it's around our work in partnership with um, St. Tammany Parish, which is one of the local parishes around the lake here um, in Louisiana. And our work was looking at water quality from home sewer systems in that part of the state and helping homeowners to repair systems that, you know, weren't functioning properly and or needed to be repaired. We were able to connect homeowners to funding to get their systems repaired and some of those replaced. We conducted over 1,500 inspections of home sewer systems. Um, we had about a third of those that needed to be repaired or replaced. And following our program, after about two years of inspections, we were able to clean up the waterways in that part of the parish from literally a visibly, you know, black, gooey water stream to a clear bubbling stream full of fish um, and wildlife. Wow, that's so, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's very neat. Um, and I don't you love how Christy's like, we won first. Like first. <laughs> it wasn't just an award that she wanted to let us know that it was a first. Let's be clear. Award. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. You're not doing enough. So what else you got going on? <laughs> That's keeping us pretty busy these days. I got to say, um, we've got a lot of really great um, educational tools out there. So for any of you listeners, if you're looking for some summer fun activities, you know, not only for yourself, but maybe for the little ones at home, we've got a lot of really, really great tools on our website that um, not only talk about preparing for hurricane season and multiple lines of defense and the things we do to prepare for that, um, but also some other tools around, you know, water quality, microplastics and litter. So if you go to our website, scienceforourcoast.org, you can find a lot of really great educational tools and resources on there. Yeah. So tell us the website one more time. Scienceforourcoast.org. And, and y'all are on a lot of social media too as well. Well, you know, we try to be hip with the kids these days mm -hmm. and post all over Which social media. Video? Yeah, I was cool? going to say, know, except we're not, we're not on TikTok yet. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, we're going to try to venture into that space maybe later this year. But yes, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook um, at Pontchartrain Conservancy. Um, uh, just to be serious for just a second, um, I want to be sure that our listeners know um, that Pontchartrain Conservancy is an invaluable partner um, to our coalition and and they really the work that you do in this region is so impactful. I have loved getting to know and work with your staff, especially uh, Eva and Michael and um, even Adam sometimes to take us out on trips. Um, but you really do have a, a great staff with Owen and Brady and, and Regina and so many other folks over there. Even Dominica comes runs things to me sometimes. So I just want to let you know that um, I'm really, really um, 
so pleased to have y'all as a partner um, and, and hope that that we're a good partner to you as well. Thank you for all that work that you do. So um, Jock has the fun question today, so you cannot uh, blame me for this. So I needed, some, <laughs> I needed some plausible deniability. So Jacques's got it. We'll see, okay. how, we'll see how fun it is. And of course, if it's not fun enough, I know Simone will come up with another one to, to back me up. <laughs> but I guess it'll, it'll be fun and educational. Christy, what is a species, um, any wildlife species that you know, resides in the Pontchartrain Conservancy that people may not think about, but that you really appreciate? Oh, I have I have a few good ones here. This is actually a really good You're question. Asking her for her favorite animal? Yeah. But yeah, in the Pontchartrain <laughs> Basin. Let, let's let's sure. keep it local. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, the, well, I will tell you, though, the great thing about the Pontchartrain Basin being that it's an estuary, we've got a little bit of everything. We've got the yeah. freshwater, the saltwater, and the brackish in between. So we've got a little bit of everything. But He wants you to say um, birds, Christy. That's what I know. Really I, that's what he's going and... for. <laughs> I will tell you all, though, I bet one thing that you're, most of your listeners may or may not be aware that we do have in the lake itself is manatees. Oh, wow. So I'm going to use that as my answer. That's my favorite. Um, <laughs> they, you know, manatees are saltwater creatures, um, but being that the lake is shallow and brackish, it's a perfect place for a lot of saltwater creatures to come in and use as a nursery. So we do see manatees in Lake Pontchartrain, sometimes in the summer months. Um, sometimes you find them hiding under the causeway bridge in the shade. Um <laughs> You know, oftentimes people ask where they are. I wish I did know where they were all the time, but you can see them every now and then if you look really closely. So be on the lookout for manatees in the lake this summer. Very cool. Random and off topic, but y'all named your fish, right? You named your EPA fish? We do. We have a sculpture at the New Canal Lighthouse. So when everybody comes out to see us on May 28th at our Storm Aware and Prepare event, be sure to look for the metal fish sculpture named Gill. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> I Great remember I think we talked about that last time we were we were naming them, right? So yeah, we put it out there for a contest, and that's what folks voted on. Cute. So we we went with it. <laughs> that's cute. That's cute. Um, well, thank you, Christy, for spending time uh, with us today. Good luck on all of your events. Um, may you win more first place awards. <laughs> um, that would be that would be most excellent. Um, Jacques, how about I give the coastal stat and you close out with a voice? That sounds great. Okay, great. Um, climate change could cost coastal communities in Louisiana $5.5 billion in annual damages if action is not taken. Yeah, and I think that's, Simone, from um, you know a recent story by Mark Schlefstein about some of the updates that the state's making to the Coastal Master Plan and, and what's coming um, in the year ahead. So we'll certainly have more conversations about that. But again, earlier when you were talking about those investments in Louisiana's coast and the Coastal Annual Plan, um, it just really emphasizes how important those are to re- not only saving lives and property, but reducing the costs of future disasters. So um, I think that's a really great stat that that highlights the urgency of the work that's going on. So I will give our Coastal Voice of the Week, and this is from Kevin and Metairie, which is appropriate since we have Christy on. But Kevin says, I fish, hunt, and love the people and culture of our coast. So short and sweet and simple, but I think we all can agree with Kevin. Um, and you can go and give your voice um, and share your voice about what Louisiana's coast means to you at any time um, at MississippiRiverDelta.org slash restore dash the dash coast. Simone, it's been lovely being back with you and reunited. Um, It certainly does feel so good. Um, And I know we'll continue with 
another great episodes coming up in the weeks ahead. So thank you to all our listeners. Thank you again to Christy Trail with Pontchartrain Conservancy. Um, and until next time, we will see y'all later, alligators. Alligators.